Thank you very much for your time, Darren. Just tell us what you do in Timpson. Tell us your role. Yep. So my name is Darren Burns. I've got a very pompous job title, known as the National Recruitment Ambassador for the Timpson Group. I look after recruitment strategically for the group, so for the Timpson business and for our affiliate businesses. Um, my primary role, however, within the Timpson business is that I manage the Timpson Foundation. Um, so we provide employment and training opportunities for marginalised groups, um, including ex-offenders, um, long-term unemployed people, disabled people. So the interesting thing about your company is you saw very early on that there was potential in people that normally other employers would not touch, let's be honest. That's still the case and it has been the case for a while, isn't it? Just tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so it's something that I personally can't take any credit for. So my boss, our CEO, James Timpson, was invited to visit a local prison back in 2002, namely HMP Thorn Cross, which is a male Category D prison in Warrington in the Northwest. Um, it was James's first time in a prison. Truth be told, he probably wasn't expecting very much. When James went into the prison, young guy named Matt. Um, Matt was very intelligent, very articulate and a big personality. And James thought he'd make a great addition to the Timpson business. So um, probably a huge breach of prison security. But James gave him a business card and said to Matt, when you get released, give me a call and see if he can get you a job. James was good to his word. And we're very pleased to say that Matt um, still works for us today. He was our very first ex-offender or foundation colleague. And from that moment on, James realised if there's one really good candidate like Matt in one small prison, then surely there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands of people like Matt who can be a huge asset to our business. You just need that opportunity, you just need that second chance. So we then began to proactively recruit ex-offenders into the Timson business. Very proud to say that we are now one of, if not the largest employer of ex-offenders in the UK. So currently about 12% of our entire workforce is made up of people who we've either directly recruited from custody or who've got an offending background. Um, and that equates at any one time to about 650 people. In actual fact, we've probably got more ex-offenders who work for the business in various roles. What happens in reality is that when people join us from prison, they stop being counted or classed as foundation colleagues or ex-offenders after two years' service. So we actually think we've probably got about 1,200 people who've joined us either from prison or who've disclosed they've got an offending background in various areas of the business. Can you make any generalizations at all about how motivated these guys are? to kind of start afresh? I mean, I, I imagine you might say, given that you're recruiting so many, that it's actually a positive choice. It's not just giving someone a chance. Has it come to a, a situation where you actually think, crikey, these, these people are actually a net advantage for us in some ways? Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, for us as a business, there are two main sort of sets of reasons why we engage and employ ex-offenders or other marginalised groups. And the first set of reasons is because it's really good for business. It's worth bearing in mind that Timson aren't a charity. We're a commercial business. We're all about making profit and enabling our business to grow and obviously sustain its position in the high street. And it's proven over the years that um, employing ex-offenders or prison leavers has been very, very good for our business. And that's because anecdotally, the people that we employ from prison are very hardworking. They're very loyal. They stay with us longer. They're even statistically more honest than people that we recruit from other streams. We believe it's because ultimately people's options are limited. Something like 80% of employees will openly admit to discriminating against those with convictions um, because we don't in Timson. And rather than focusing on what people have done in the past, we instead look at what they can achieve in the future because we give them that opportunity and that second chance and throw them that lifeline. They don't want to betray that trust and that opportunity that we've given them. Um, so they work very hard for us. And um, as I said before, go on to do great things in our business. 
ironically as well, people from prison often bring a, a great deal of personal life experience with them and a great deal of personal resilience. And if you think about it, anybody who's managed to get through a, a tough prison sentence, anything we can throw at them as an employer, um, they can do it with a hands tied behind the back. Prisoners often reoffend. We hear that. Is it your thesis that those who do reoffend aren't given opportunities? And if they are, that becomes much, much, much less likely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it can certainly be a factor. So, sixty-one percent of prison leavers will reoffend within two years of leaving custody, and that's been proven to reduce to nineteen percent if people have full-time employment. So, employment has been proven to be a key factor to reducing reoffending. It's not the only factor because, first and foremost, people need somewhere to live. Uh, they need a support network around them with friends and family to love them. But after that, employment is is the answer. So, yeah, our approach, and it's not just those who, who obviously employ ex-offenders. There are lots of other big businesses now in the UK um, who also employ ex-offenders. But our approach works, and it goes back to the sort of reasons why we do it. Yes, it's good for business, but it's also good for society. When you consider that there are 12 million people in the UK with a criminal conviction more serious than a driving offence, it's absolute madness to assume that almost one-sixth of the UK population are inherently dishonest, untrustworthy, but nothing to offer, are dangerous. And whereas many other employers sort of consign these people to the employment scrap heap, we don't because we give them that opportunity. The other thing to consider as well is that reoffending is reported to cost the UK taxpayer £18 billion a year. So anything that we can do as a business to break that offending cycle, um, stop people from going back into prison and instead put them in gainful employment, everybody wins. Taxpayer win because the taxpayer burden is reduced. The offenders win because they're not going to prison to serve long sentences. Offenders' families win because they're not losing loved ones. Fewer crimes are being committed, our communities are safer, and ultimately there are fewer victims. You will have had your fingers burnt occasionally as a company. It's inevitable with an, an ex-offender that doesn't quite work out. How do you get through that? You would think so. It's a question that we often get asked because we've been doing this now for such a long time. And we've, as we've discussed before, we've literally given hundreds of ex-offenders opportunities. We've had no major incidents. So we've had lots of sort of small issues, particularly when we started off um, working with ex-offenders because we didn't have the right sort of systems and processes in place. For me, one of the sort of biggest disappointments was a chap that we had out working on Rottle from a prison that we work with pretty closely. He worked out for, his, for about six months. He was doing a great job. One day he decided he was going to take some cash out of the safe. I think it was about £3,000. He was caught by the police three, four days later. But the important point for us is that what we didn't do is we didn't say, right, okay, we're never going to do this again. We've had our fingers burnt. It's been a terrible experience. What we actually did is we got somebody back in the same prison in the same branch about two weeks later. Um, and that person, thankfully, didn't steal it and is still with us today. But I just think it's important to note that, yes, we do have the odd slip up, but we have a lot more slip ups with people who are recruited for usual streams, such as the job centre or um, recommendations by existing colleagues, etc. The vast majority of ex offenders that we employ are honest, trustworthy, hardworking individuals. And at Talk Talk, and I'm sure you're the same, you, you, you are realising that it's an extremely competitive uh, recruitment market for the recruiters. You know, it's the, the job seeker arguably has the whip hand at the moment. So perhaps it's, it's, it's actually very advantageous for you to have a pool of people that you can turn to that other people perhaps aren't turning to that, that can help fill your vacancies. Yeah, I mean, I think what's been really interesting over the, the last sort of few months is that I've spent the last 10 years of my career in Timpson trying to convince other businesses in the benefits of employing ex-offenders and why it can be good for business. And often it can kind of fall on deaf ears. 
But now we've got this kind of perfect storm of Brexit and the pandemic. All of a sudden, the labour market's very buoyant and employers have got lots of vacancies which they need to fill. So for the first time ever, we've got lots of competition, which we love, because essentially what it's doing is it's forwarding the whole rehabilitation agenda and the whole prison reform agenda and more and more ex-offenders are now getting these opportunities and are able to have a decent sort of um, crack of the whip when they get released. Are you finding that now, Darren, that you have, so someone's maybe coming to you for an interview and and actually they're, they're interviewing somewhere else as well and, and that hasn't happened before? Yeah, I was in a prison in the South just before Christmas. I interviewed 13 men, the four vacancies that we had um, and about four or five of the men disclosed to me that after they were finished with me with my interview, they were going to be interviewed by other employers. But again, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, ultimately, we consider it to be a win. I mean, if somebody gets employment, doesn't reoffend, doesn't go back to prison, then we're very happy about that. Yes, selfishly, obviously, we want to employ more men and more women to fill our vacancies. But ultimately, we're very happy that these opportunities exist. So that's why Northwest works for you. The fair that we're both, your company and, and my company, are both involved with is, is, is critical because it gives you access to actually quite a wide pool of people ex-offenders or not, because job market's tough and you need you need to carry on recruiting people. You, you know, you're quite a staff-heavy business. Every one of your, 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 your franchises, every one of your, your shops has people that you need rotors, or rotors for. You, you constantly have to find new people. Yeah. I mean, currently, we've got about 2,500 branches up and down the UK, uh, which encompass Timpson, Max Spielman, Johnson, Snappy Snaps. And you're quite right at the moment, quite a lot of vacancies, particularly in the, in the South and in, in the Northwest as well. So. This sort of event is a great opportunity to showcase what we can offer and tell people about our vacancies and um, what a fantastic career they can have. Are there other sort of excluded groups, if you want to call them that, that you perhaps want to turn your attention to next? Are there other, are there other groups of people that perhaps we, we exclude? I mean, the, people with the, the proportion of people with disabilities in the workplace isn't what it should be. You know, I could think of care leavers, perhaps. Are there any are there other groups that you're, you're focusing on? Yeah, I mean, I still think there's lots of work to be done with ex-offenders because they do face so many barriers to employment and they are discriminated against on a, on a fairly regular basis. But you're quite right, we're always looking to champion other people who face barriers to employment. Um, Curl Evers will be a big one and it's very much in fitting with our culture. John Timpson, our chairman, him and his late wife Alex actually fostered over 90 kids over about a 30-year period. So they're very, very passionate about um, looked-after children, be it foster kids or adopted kids. And we've actually got a charity which we've set up called the Alex Timpson Trust. So I can see Curly as being something that we're going to turn our attention to at some point. Refugees is another one. We partner up with a, a number of um, organisations, one of them called World Jewish Relief. And we went to interview some um, Afghan refugees last year and some absolutely amazing, inspiring people, um, some incredible stories. And we're very pleased to say that we've, we've taken on a number of refugees into the Timpson business and they're doing really well with us. And this this ethos drives your business, doesn't it? Does it is it is it motivate everyone working for you? I mean, it's it's interesting. We're, we're we're talking about recruitment, but the effect it must have on on people that work for you is amazing as an employer brand for your uh, for your organisation. I'd like to think so. Yeah, and if if you ever speak to James Timpson, our CEO, James will tell you that the most important thing about our organisation is our culture, and it's simple. Our culture is is based on kindness and compassion. Um, we treat everybody with dignity, fairness, and respect, and we treat our colleagues really, really well because we understand that the Timpson colleagues that work in the branches that take money off customers and put the money in a till, they're the most important people in our business and without them, we wouldn't have a business. So yeah, culture is very important to us and 
being kind and caring and compassionate is um, sort of embedded within the Timson ethos, really. That's all for today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe in your podcast app. And if you have time, give us a review. If you have a suggestion or question, get in touch on Twitter at TalkTalkGroup. You can follow us there or also on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot for listening.